When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast episodes. I don't know um, because I've lost count. I hope you're all well in the chat. Uh, plenty of you in there already. You've been in there for quite some time. Sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, but we are here now, ready to talk about the events of the past week um, at our beloved Arsenal Football Club. But before we go, uh, a couple of things I just want to talk about. This one being the first one from Craven Cottage to the Emirates Stadium. Uh, they've done it last week. They've done it last week and it went really, really well. Um, I've been speaking to Lee over the past week and they are doing another one. This time, it's from the Emirates Stadium to Selhurst Park. So, it's up there on the screen. I told Lee that I will plug this and plug this and plug this because it's something very close to my heart. So, there you go. It's a long walk. It's a long walk, but it's a long time to speak to to speak to someone and get a few things off your chest while you're having a walk. So done, that's you've done one the charity walk from Crystal Palace to to Wembley via Chelsea. Yeah, weren't easy. It's a long old long old. It's a, a long, long old, old walk. Stretch. It's a good day's walk. But I would. I did tell Lee that I would um, share it here and I'll share it everywhere. You know, because it's something I very close to my heart. Also, I just before we get going, I just want to know what this is all about. What is that all about? <laughs> Last week, you said that you were the first person to get your name up in lights because you scored the first goal. This week, he says, get judges off. No, it was the same. Listen, it was the same game. And um, like Dave's a very good friend of mine and he, he works on that thing. And, and uh, so that, he put that up like after I made a tackle. Like I, I was a little <laughs> bit late. <laughs> and they put that up on the board. Oh, uh, I saw that. I said, I'm going to have him for that now. That's actually the first one. I've got to say, I'm the first one. No one can take it away from me. That's a brand new scoreboard that was. It was the first time it was being used. And I will go down as history now as the first player to score a goal and get his name on the scoreboard. I have made history, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, uh, for people who are listening on audio, it was a picture of the new scoreboard with Get Judges Off written across it. Um, so I'm not too sure what that's all about. You might have seen my video from earlier. All Super Chats, monetization and memberships are now gone because I'm not going to say it again because just in case. But there is a video. If you want to watch it later on, you can. In the in the chat, there should be a pinned link 
um, where you can now donate to the podcast via that platform and not YouTube or, or not YouTube anymore. Okay, that's the way. If you want to understand what's going on, there is a video that I posted up earlier. Go back and have a look at that afterwards. But we'll crack on. We'll crack on. Daniel, how are you, sir? Very well. Thank you very much, mate. Um, oh, exchange? It was, yeah. I, 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 I'll, try and, I'll try and be positive, anyhow. Do you know what the reason I'm positive is? Is because about half past six last night, I had a big smile on my face. Um, because um, right, oh, yeah. Again, do we? All oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I wasn't that lucky, mate. Weren't, weren't that lucky, Judge? Nah. Um, yeah. yeah, Spursy, mate. Spursy, got it all you Spursy, Spursy. Well, I haven't got air like you, mate. So I can't, I can't get, I can't get the girls. <laughs> no, mate, Spurs, Spursy, Spursy, Spursy. Oh, Spursy, Spursy, Spursy. So. Yeah, been a strange old time, Craig, but that did um, that did give me it, a laugh yeah. and a smile. A sil- so. Every every silver lining and all that. That's the one. Um, That's the one. But I'm just good, a big, mate. just a quick thank you to Stephen O'Toole, Liam O'Donnell, um, Ko-Fi supporter. I suspect that's you, Dan. Melina. Paul Nell, uh, Maurice, Michael, Nevin, and Big Steve, who have all donated um, towards my target goal on the new website, Ko-Fi. Thank you very much indeed for your kind donations. Muchly appreciated as always. Danny, the GFP, how are you, sir? I am living my best life. Today I've been eating sugar puffs out of a box in my hand and then I had a beef pot noodle. Oh, mate, that is living the dream. <laughs> and I'm not wearing washed... pants. Oh, I, I, and I don't, I, I, I'm not even going to um, challenge oh, you on that because Danny. I know you're telling the truth. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> not yeah, that I've like... seen that you're not wearing pants, but. I just trust that you're not wearing pants. Life is good. Good. Oh, yes. Love it. That is class. You've got to love Danny, ain't you? Is you got Absolutely, mate. If all else fails, he's bringing the laughs, and that's oh, it. Dude. That is it. Judges. Judges. You've been naughty boy, and you judges. Oh, I been naughty You've been boy. a naughty boy. You've got told off. You've got told off. You put up videos <laughs> mugging off Harry Kane. Oh no, the golden the golden boy of uh <laughs> of English football, like you know, it, you know, again last yesterday he was cheating away and everybody like doing what he's doing, like you know. But uh listen, I have took a lot of stick from uh, my fellow Spurs Spursy friends, you know what I mean? Putting all the um all the video that I done, you know, actually when that thing come out with Harry Kane, which uh putting it all on their little Spurs websites and all having a lovely little chuckle they were at my expense. And I had to take it like a man. Take it like a man. I didn't abuse them. I didn't call them names and all that. I just had to grin and bear it. But I was in the shower one day, washing my body down when I felt to myself, I'm going to get you bastards back, I said to myself. like You know what I mean? So it was plotted for years. And as soon as that final whistle went, bosh, out it come. And it's gone absolutely mad, and they ain't happy. The old Spurs, you're not happy about it, like you know. So uh, um, I do like the way you. They, not only are they potless, they're, they're they're very much like um, very very rude to me. And I, I have to say, I went fishing yesterday, like, and I'll tell you what. In the got end, it was too easy. I, I, got you some know, bites. I got, got some bites. <laughs> Lovely, lovely, lovely. I do like the way you text us all first, though. Should, do you think I should post this? <laughs> I did. I, I felt like I, I needed a little bit of um, needed a bit of backing, a little bit of back. I, 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 I sent it to a few people, 
And uh, Michelle was the only one that said no, you know what I mean? But uh, everybody else said, <laughs> yes, fucking put it up there, like, you know what I mean? Because you don't want people knocking on the door, that's what yeah, that is. So, so I did it, like, you know, so, uh, listen, you know, it couldn't happen to a better team. Look, and I put up on a tweet today, and it is unbelievable about this, you know what I mean? Yosi, Yosi, Mourinho, the most horriblest manager in the world, has won a trophy. Uh, every club he's managed. Yeah. And then he went to Spurs. He just can't make it up, can you? He just <laughs> can't make it up. The gift that keeps on giving. Tottenham Hotspurs, ladies and gentlemen. Tottenham Hotspurs. Okay. Let's come back down to earth a bit while we take the mickey out of them, not up the road. Um, Dan, to start with you, Friday, you went to the protest, mate. We caught you on camera. I think you might have seen that on uh, on Facebook. Uh, sorry, on Twitter, I, there was a video up and I caught you on it. Um, yeah, and judges. Saw a pic- behind me. And judges, yeah, and judges. Um, with his big board saying, what is it? Is it time to go, blood? That was your board, was it, Lee? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't mean. Oh, right, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, I didn't, like you I, holding didn't, it. I didn't take a banner with me or a, or a um, people, but people get, give me, kept giving it to me, so I was obliged <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for them, but. He's got them all uh, signed and framed. He's got that, that's it, yeah. Right, yeah. sign a load, yeah, unbelievable. Dan, <laughs> talk to us, like, for, for the people, like, I, of course, I watched it on lo- loads of live streams. I had uh, a couple of buddies who rang me on WhatsApp and they were holding the phone up for me and stuff, you know, so I could, I could see what was going on. But what was it like being there, Dan? What was the atmosphere like? Was it a bad atmosphere? Was it a good atmosphere? You know, was you surprised to see how... Was you surprised to see how good it was where everyone came together and everyone was there for the greater good of the club, you know? Yeah, I've been guilty in the past of saying that the fans can't unite and have one voice, but I think that's because there's so many opinions around Arsenal, whether you want the manager in, whether you loved Wenger or hated Wenger, whether you wanted Ozil to stay or you didn't think he was good enough, whether you think Jack is good enough in his team, whether you don't think he's good enough in his team. One thing I think we can all unite on is that um, we want these guys gone. And that proved on Friday night. I got there early with uh, good old Guna Hilsey, Trev. And then I met Judges and I met Turkish and I met a few of the other lads. I met Harry. And uh, it was like, do you know what? There's a couple of hundred here now. And this was about, I don't know, half five at that point. And then me, me and Lee went downstairs with, with everybody. And I thought, wow, this has gone into uh, sort of eight, nine hundred. And it just kept coming and coming and coming. And people were just going from either side. And I'm thinking, this is what I wanted to see. When you get 30 people come outside while Art Lane <laughs> with merchandise in a bag, you realise you ain't really done a great job. But actually what we did was um, was superb. And I know it's not about who did the best protest, but I think it just proves how much they're showing their true colours now, these owners. And I've wanted them gone for 10 to 12 years, mm. um, but I haven't really been able to find a, a fan base unite. And I think we have finally. I think more and more people have decided. I don't know about you, Lee, but I reckon there must have been six thousand there. I know they only said a thousand on the TV. There was more well, than a thousand there, hundred percent. Um, so it was great. Uh, someone's just put. I think Lee Farrell, bless him, he's just put five and a half thousand at the protest. That would be about right, I would say. So it was good. There was no trouble, Craig. Obviously, someone fell off the top of the box office and hurt himself. Bless him. But I hope he's all right now. Apart from that, everybody else was okay. Um, there was no trouble. The police were there. There was no issue. They just showed a presence. Everybody was there for one thing, and it wasn't to cause trouble. And I'm glad because sometimes these protests can turn quite quickly into riots. We've seen that with Black Lives Matters, and it just takes it away from the protests, and that's what I did not want. And luckily, that didn't happen. So the atmosphere was good. It was all 
um, a clear message, I would say. And um, I think from, and I, and I can't say because I was there, but I think from what people saw on the TV, it was quite a surprise because I was only expecting a couple of hundred. And as we just said, we were definitely in the few thousand. So a clear message. Let's hope that something happens. I'm not sure if it will. A lot of rumours today about the Spotify guy, but we'll have to see what happens in the next few days because I don't think that's enough. We need to keep coming back. We need to come back mm. against Brighton. We need to come back against the home games. We need to go to away games like that. Not just three of us with a cronky out banner. We need to come in like that until these guys go because I think we're all on the same page now Craig absolutely mate absolutely mate the GFP Danny 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 what was your reaction to the protest mate nice to see a load of Arsenal fans come together like I said it to was. Dan you know for the greater good of the club um, you know no egos no well, I'm not standing next to you because you do this and you do that um, I, you know put a big smile on my face watching it watching them all come together absolutely superb so if you are watching and you were there my hat my hat goes off to you um, well done to you all. Danny, what was your first reactions to it? Well, in this uh, this world we're living in at the moment where everybody hates everybody if they're different, they had every race, creed, colour, shape, size, sex are there at the, at the people at the protest. Like Dan was also saying, you've had trouble. Every protest has been recently. There's always been some trouble kicking off. And on Sunday, there was another protest and a bloke, a, a bloke hit a policewoman. So there's protests everywhere that always ends up in tears, apart from ours and the Spurs one, because the Spurs one only had three people there. Yeah. I think one of them was a busker. Uh, Two of them were guitar players, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Was it when really I go cleaning windows? Yeah. It's nice to see whether it, like, we all come together. And I know the Black Scarf movement have tried it um, a load, of, but we've had them on, on our show back in 2013. And they got a lot of grief for, for predicting this is the way it was going to go. He played just over a billion for the club. He had no interest in put, um, doing what other billionaire owners have done to the clubs, and we all know what's and that's what's happening. And I don't know, I don't know a single Arsenal fan that is. I want to keep Cronky. I think he's doing an all right job. I mean, and maybe there's a little bit of um, scepticism about somebody else coming in and what they might do. But I think most Arsenal fans are now together and going. We want anything. We. Yeah. I'd love the. I'd love him to sell the. Someone organise it and the fans buy shares. Well, that's never going to happen with an English club. There's too much money to be made, but. Yeah, it's good. Good that they got out there and it was really peaceful and it was on all the news medias and a lot of people were tweeting that what you need to do is make it on the American networks and it was on all over those as well. So he's definitely saw it. He knows good. how we feel. Good. But will it will it change his mind, Lee Judges? What do you reckon, mate? Um, no, you know. I honestly don't think it will change his mind, if I'll be honest. I don't think that it will. But what, what, it, what it has done is just reminded him, like, you know what I mean? If he don't start playing ball, that things can can turn a little very very nasty for him. I, I don't know how you can get somebody out of a club that don't want to sell, but what you can do is um, make it as uncomfortable as possible for them. Um, because let's let's be honest about it, Manchester United haven't been happy with their owners for twenty years, and they've not been out to get rid of the Glazers, you know. Um, but what what it, what it's done is give everybody an opportunity that he he as an owner give. Uh, a massive opportunity for the fans to to unite as a as a uh, as a force and show their feelings against him. So he's actually done us a favour by doing what he's done, what he's done. Um, and it was great to see Arsenal fans all together, um, not caring whether they was this or that and what on whatever. They was there for one thing and one thing only, just to to show their love and appreciation for the thing that they love the most, Arsenal Football Club. And that was the greatest thing about it. Proud to be an Arsenal fan that day because what uh, and what, what Danny and um, Danny and and Dan, and, and Dan have, have, have alluded to, 
peaceful protest, good protest, points put out, but with no trouble whatsoever. And unfortunate about the, the, the person got injured. It was, you know, a, a, an accident, unfortunately, and I uh, hope that he is okay. We did hear about it on the day, Dan, didn't we? Saying it happened, but he didn't know how serious it was. But I've seen the video and I, I just wish him well and hope that he is recovering. Um, on yeah, that was, yeah. Was I, um, I was unfortunate enough. Uh, some, some, You know what things go around on social media. Someone sent it to me, the video, quite close up. And the poor geezer, I mean, people will say I call him a poor geezer for being up on the roof of the box office, but watching it, what it's the way he hit the floor. Ooh, dearie yeah. me, yeah. dearie, dearie me. Um, yeah, so like we we hope he's okay. We hope he's doing all right. Um, and uh, let's hope he's let's hope he's learned a lesson um, from that. Yeah, there now, is a reason not to go climbing on roofs. Yes, there is, like especially that. after a, after a few cans of lager. I would have thought. That's yeah. the only thing, you know, and like like all those protests towards the end when they've got a few beers, the old beer starts being thrown about and all that. Like uh, that's then it then. For me, that's the time to go home. You know what I mean. So yeah, it's yeah. about uh, time for kick off anyway. So um, that's true. Uh, uh, all in all, it was a great protest. Some of the banners were fantastic. I don't know if they'll be allowed to stay up on the uh, on the uh, the walls and whatever at, at the club, but um, I think it was fantastic. Uh, I don't know what time the um, uh, shop was meant to close, but I, I think it, sh- it it closed pretty quickly. I don't, I didn't see it open. Did you, Dan? I think no, they, uh, no, they they very, very yeah. quickly, or it weren't open, like you know. So, and listen, and, and whatever, whatever way you look at it, that got back to the club, not via the um, media and everything like that, because the, the coaches were in a lot earlier than what they was planned to. They'd already planned it, and then you know it was fantastic to see it on all the all as as Danny said, all the major news outlets, it was on. You know what I mean? And uh, so that was fantastic. Yeah, Dan, just another quick question just before we move on. How long did you stay for? Because, like, I, I was obviously watching a game on telly. They were interviewing um, Carlo Ancelotti and all you could hear was the fans outside, you know, chanting and singing. And then during the game, there was a load of fireworks got let off um, mm. while the game was going on. So how long did you stay behind for? And, and how long did... You know, how long did people start to disperse or did they get bored and go home straight after when the game had kicked off or did they kind of stay for the 90 minutes while the game was going on? Well, I got I got there at half four and I left at half seven. Um, and there I was, I would say, one of the one of the first to kind of start making a move, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I think they were there throughout most of the game. Um, and rightly so. There's no point coming for five minutes and then going, is there? You've got to make a stand. I think the message was clear. We see what happens now, Craig. I think it's going to be interesting with the rumours. Um, they've made it quite clear, uh, the Cronkies, that they don't want to sell. They've also said, from what I can work out from this fans forum, that they haven't got any money um, and that it's not sustainable in its current format. That was basically what I could make out. So that was why they were trying to sort of excuse why they were thinking about this Super League. Um, Listen, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> as, as in the great words of Ted DiBiase, everyone's got a price. So yeah, let's hope, and, and let's, let's let's hope, let's hope they, they know, have got a price. Still up. I hope so, mate. I hope so. So a load of us, well, not me, but a load of five and a half thousand people outside um, protesting against the Cronkies. And you're thinking, right, the boys are hearing this. They've got their phones out. They can see what's going on. They're going to come out and they're going to give us a masterclass 
to show us how much they care and thank us and this and you know and they're going to say yeah that was for you that was for you and then um <laughs> it didn't quite go uh to plan did it now that probably was one of how many times have we said that this how many times have we said it this year one of the worst not performances but what I think one of the worst yeah, performances. It was like, how many shots did we have? We only had two, didn't we, or something? One from Ceballos in the second half that Pickford saved, and then uh, the, you know the one he brilliantly saved from Martinelli right at the end. I, well, as I'm told, because I turned it off after about 85 minutes and come upstairs with the ump and lied on my bed in in the um, fetal position, holding on to my pillar. But. Um, mm. Bad. It was bad, Dan. And he's even like he's even turning me now. Mm. He's even turning me now. Like mm. for the for the last few weeks, uh, you know, I've said I'm starting to come down off the fence and I'm starting to drop to a side. I, I, I'm looking just... at him, mate. I'm saying if he don't win the Europa League, if if he if he doesn't win the Europa League, I think he's going to have to go. Mm. Yeah, and. I mean, 13 losses, I can't remember the last time that happened. Lost more games at the Emirates than Wenger did in, in six years. Uh, another record. I mean, he's a DJ, isn't he, Arteta? Christ, another record. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, now he's got two... <laughs> two, uh, two... What was it? He's got two now uh, losses against Everton first time since 1986. And I'm just fed up of it, Craig. I've been saying it since November and I'm tired. You know, I'm exhausted about it. I've been saying since November this guy's not good enough. Um, I took a little bit of stick like Harry did when he wanted Emery out. And I think now people are starting to see that perhaps they can understand why I'm getting frustrated because I'm seeing similar negative, boring tactics, boring football. And let's get it right, by the way. I've watched two weekends of terribly poor standards of football games. The FA Cup last week was a shambles of a game. So was Arsenal-Fulham. Arsenal-Everton was about as bad. I saw a terrible Leeds versus Man United game. And although the cup final was good to see a laugh at Spurs, it weren't great quality, was it? So no. I'm looking at the quality of the standard of football this season, and I think, how are we 11th in the table with a standard of absolute shambolic, shambolic football that we're seeing week in, week out? And unfortunately, we are a team that are playing shambolic football. And people can sit there and say it's the players and that Leno made a mistake and that Chaka isn't good enough at left-back perhaps that's that's true. I, mean, I don't know why the hell he's playing at left-back, but that's another story. Um, While well, we've got three full-backs on the bench. But I think when you look at it, the players aren't playing for this manager. I don't care what anybody says. These players are not playing for this manager. So when that happens, Craig, it's very difficult for f- fans to accept that the manager is good enough. And I think most people would probably say there are managers out there that would, would be worth going for to see if they could do a better job. I don't think this guy is in uh, invincible. And it seems that some of the fans believe that he is. And there's a lot of defend, defense for um, Mikel Arteta out there. And I admire that. I admire the optimism of it. But I can't get behind it because my eyes do not lie to me. I am seeing some terrible decisions Let's take Thursday into consideration, okay? Martinelli didn't play up front. Balogun didn't play up front. Are we expecting to see Balogun or Martinelli on Thursday? No. (laughs) We'll probably see Aubameyang back up front. 
because he's apparently back fit. Lacazette's out, and they've got Eddie, who's apparently our second choice striker, according to Mikel Arteta, because he saw him again. And I'll give him his due for 20 minutes. He ran around, he tried. He just isn't good enough, De Giza. And we've got quite a lot of players like that in certain positions, I would say. But I still don't look at that team and think, my God, this is shambolic. Thomas Party in the middle. What a dreadful player. And he is playing bad. <laughs> he's been awful the last few games. But why is that? Is that because he's a bad footballer? Because he wasn't in Spain. Is it because we can't get the team playing together and he doesn't know where his teammates are? Or is it because the team as a whole can't get behind an understanding of what this manager wants them to do? And I've called him Mikel Chop and Change Arteta, and we see it all the time. I said to Lee on the phone yesterday or the day before, I said, why are we seeing different centre-backs every game? Different centre-back pairing again, different centre-midfield pairing again, different this, different that. There's no gel in this team. There's no mm. understanding of who's playing where. We've got a different level. We've got Rat Ryan in goal one game. Leno comes in, makes a howler. So is Nat Ryan now going to come in? Is Eddie going to play up front again because he was shocking? Is Martinelli going to be coming off from the bench again? Is Balogun not playing because he might get injured like Martinelli might get injured? I don't understand any of these decisions. And then when I sit there and there's 60 minutes gone and he brings on Willian, I think, what is he expecting? What's he been watching all season? Is he thinking Willian's going to come on and do something that he's not done all season? There's so many question marks with this manager and I'm tired and I've seen enough of it, mate. I really have seen enough of it. And I believe we will go out against Villarreal over two legs. I just do. I just don't think if we've got to play Granite Chaka there, their only threat is their pacey wingers. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Watch Chaka play at left back against these wingers. It'll be embarrassing. So we need to change that for one. And two, win me the Europa League and that will save you your job. Because you can't sack a manager who's won an FA Cup in the Europa League in two seasons. Unfortunately, I, don't, I, don't, I would. I'd get rid of him because I don't like him. But I can't sit there and get behind a manager that I am looking at week in, week out, scratching my head, wondering where we are going to score a goal. Another mm. 1-0 loss. It's eight now, Craig. Yeah, That's not Arsenal. And we're yeah, all sitting there going, yeah. this is normal. This is normal. I expected to lose 1-0. But that's not Arsenal. And if it is Arsenal, then he's got to go. If that's what we want, if that's what we think is right. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. I might be negative, but I, I no, can't see this much Look, look it's, it's got nothing about... It's, it's not It's not about being negative or positive. or It's about having a chat about it, mate, and, and, and having a debate about it. You know I mean? Like, I was still... You know, I I, I said right, that... Right, Mum's mom's having a word. Yeah, yeah Mum's having a word. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Is she... Yeah, oh, she's I'll tell you, loves, yeah, we have our yeah, in the household. Mum loves our team. Go on, Donna, you tell him. <laughs> you tell him, Donna. Um, dad's a bit I will, like look, that, I will. I, I, I said I'll judge him at the end of the season, and I will. But Judgment Day is is fastly, you know, is fastly approaching. As everyone knows, I've I've backed him all year, and I and I'm a man. My word, I will back him at the end. I I, I will I will come off the fence, either side, um, at the end of the season. The GFP, Dan, the Everton game. Um, surprised to see Nakia start up front. Why didn't he start Martinelli? The, the, the team surely picked itself. Saka on the left, Pepe on the right, Martinelli through the middle. Something that Dan said made me think. You know when a manager first comes into a club, he's been there 16 months now. When a manager first comes in, he gives everyone a go. Uh, you, you play here, I'll try you there, you play there, I'll move you hit. He's still doing it after 16 months. Every single Arsenal fan, Arteta, if you're watching, next time go on Twitter. We'll tell you what to do. Don't ever bring Eddie on unless it's 20 minutes. He's played 38 league games, got five goals. You lent forward there, Craig, like you're going to say something. 
Yeah, I was. He does watch this, so go easy. Oh, Mikel Arteta. Apparently, is how you say it. Because he normally WhatsApps, he normally WhatsApps me after these just to give his yeah. verdict, you know. So just go notes. easy on him. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So thirty-eight game Premier League games, five goals. Eddie at best is a cup player against average cup teams. He's magnificent when he's playing against people of his own age, maybe a little bit younger, as we've seen for England under-21s. Seven times I counted in the first half, he got the ball. Two were put over from headers, he doesn't jump. Two or three times he was given the ball in the middle of the, the box, and, and he failed it. And even one time Saka got the ball off him, off a rebound, turned and and did what, what Eddie should have been doing. I've followed Eddie since he was 16 years old at our club. And every podcast I used to do the, the roundup on the scores on the doors, say Eddie this week scored another three goals. Eddie this week scored two goals this game, got an assist there. He's fantastic. He has done what, remember the days of Paul Shaw, Paul Dickov, um, uh, Chuck Zaniki, all these young players. Ian Tilly, Truborak Bon. Yeah, few, yeah, Chopper Chopper App, come another one. These young strikers that are fantastic at lower league. They can't all be a Kevin Campbell where you come in and you score 50 goals a season to youths and then you transfer that straight away into the first team. Eddie, he hasn't got it. Eddie is never going to have it and I'd love him to. And if, if you'd have asked anyone who knows anything about Arsenal, they'd have said the closest thing we've got to it, we've ever had to a Thierry Henry is in potential wise is Martinelli playing on the left, on the right, in the 10 as a striker. And even if you, you wanted to play him out wide, don't play with a striker. Look how Man City have done this season. Don't play with a recognised striker. Have four players playing around that can all go up and do it. And this working magnificent for them. You can't keep playing Eddie. Bless him. Maybe a season out on loan. And Balogun isn't the answer, people. You can't come in after playing a handful of games and go, yeah, he's ready for the first team. And it's never going to happen. If if Martinelli showed last season he's ready for the first team and this season Arteta's not playing him, then you could, he's never going to bring in Balogun, is he? It's just it's infuriating. And like you, Craig, I agree. Christmas, by Christmas. If he hasn't sorted it out by Christmas, then I'll be on the... They uh, maybe think of getting rid of him, but what they're going to do? They'll just bring in someone else who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I was disapp- I, I was very, very disappointed to see him start Eddie. <laughs> when when he, when Eddie when Eddie first come on the scene, I think we we're guilty of doing what we're what we're always doing as Arsenal fans. We we see a young player, he come off the bench, he scored two goals against Norwich, one as the game, and we're like, oh, here we go, we've got the new Thierry Henry. Um, you know, play him, play him. I mean, I can remember when we signed that. Um, was it Park? J- J- um, uh, Park G. Sung, was it, I think? No, that's the Man United fellow. Who's the fellow we had from Japan, uh, Korea? Was Park. We got him from yeah, it was Park. Park it was Park. Yeah. And he, he, he scored a goal in the Carling Cup and he opened up his body and he right foot curler into the top corner. And everyone's going, oh, did you see that? It was like Thierry Henry's comeback. He, he he put that in just like Thierry Henry, and you know I can remember the I can remember the the, the thing about it. Oh, it's going to be great. As Arsenal fans, I think we can hype up players too early. Perhaps I'm guilty of it doing it with Balogun, but I've been I've, I've watched Balogun and I've watched his highlights and I've seen a few games on the website. He's better than Eddie. I'm sorry, I've I've, I've seen what I need to see. He is better than Eddie in in my opinion. And he is the better option to play up front than, than Eddie. He's just signed a new contract. He is going to be chomping at the bit to get out onto that pitch and play for us. 
I think Arteta, you know, you can, a lot of people can have a go at Arteta for this, that, and the other. But Arteta has obviously got him to stay. So whatever, whatever the manager has said to him is convinced him to stay. And I think if, if we're looking for bad things to say about Mikhail Arteta, then I'll say this is a good thing. You know, he's obviously got some kind of good, he's got a good relationship with, with, with some of those players. We hopefully with all the players. By getting him to stay, I think it's a big, you know, that's a big, uh, a big, um, a big thing for Mikel. I do, I really do. Judges, what was your, what was your, actually, before we go on, Dublin Guna, if you're watching, um, I think you're there somewhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you ever so much for your donation. Unbelievable. Thank you very much indeed. I am truly grateful. Judges, um, at the Everton game, mate, talk to talk to us about the Everton game. Why? What went wrong? Why was it so poor? Well, and how in God's name did we end up losing one nil? Well, it it was poor. You know, um, we missed chances again. Like you know, one awful mistake cost us the game. But ultimately, if he doesn't make that mistake, it was it was still nil nil and, and another bore. There's been too many games like that now. Too many games when I'm watching it, and uh, you know, I don't know about you. <laughs> You could turn it off. It was that boring. Watching Arsenal at the minute is boring. And what makes it even worse is it's not. We're not winning football. Now, I, I, I tell you this now. And I, this is no no joke. I get more satisfaction out of Spurs losing at the moment than yeah. I do do Arsenal. And that's not right. It's not right. It, you know what I mean? Like it is not right. That, that is what it is because I'm, I'm used to Arsenal losing now. I'm used to you, you know inept performances. I'm used to it. I'm you, you know. The team's team every every time the team comes in here, he, 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 Arteta, I think does it. Just is he is he doing it to wind the fans? Oh, let's have a laugh with the fans to see if we can wind them up. Like I mean, I put Eddie in this week. <laughs> oh, look, look at the reaction on Twitter. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't know any Arsenal fan that turned round on Friday night and put Eddie in their team. They all put um, like Al Saka, Smith Rowe, or or uh, Pepe, and then, then they um, was Martinelli. Not one person put in in, in Eddie, and he and he puts it. Now I don't think he's doing Eddie any favours whatsoever because straight away that's getting the backup of Arsenal fans. So when he has a poor game, he's only a kid, by the way. Everybody reacts to it, so he ain't doing the the kid any favours whatsoever. Like you know what I mean? So I look at it from that point of view. And secondly, I, I, I look at it and I think to myself, right. I don't think anybody would deny me this if I say this. Pepe was our most dangerous player on for, on on Friday. I thought he was dangerous, yeah. So he takes him off. Now I I've got a few uh, friends uh, that are in, in a WhatsApp group that are, are still very much Mikel in, you know what I mean? Like or or feel that he's the way. So I asked them the question. I said, "Can you ask me this? Pepe was our most dangerous player. Why take him off?" The answer I come back was, we've got to rest him for Thursday. It's about Thursday. So at this moment in time, everything is down to Thursday. Now, you can ask anybody and say to them, right, why isn't um, Martinelli playing? Well, he maybe he's, he's being rested for Thursday. Don't want to get him injured for Thursday. So everything is at this moment in time built around Thursday. And that is how I, how I feel at the moment. I don't care if we, we, we lose on um 
on Sunday against Newcastle, as long as we win on Thursday and as long as we go through on Thursday, it's all that matters. We've put ourselves in this position. With our, it's either Champions League and Europa League or bust. There's nothing. You know what I mean? So we put ourselves in this position. So why Mikel can be slagged off and criticised, like um, Dan has quite rightly said, and I agree with everything that Dan's saying, you can't argue it, he has this little safety net of the Europa League. And you can't argue with that, like, you know, as, as Dan has alluded to, because me and Dan spoke about it the other day, if he was to go and win the Europa League, I don't care how much criticism he's got. He's won two trophies and got us in the Champions League in two years, done his job. If he doesn't, I I, I can't see, I, I cannot see him surviving. And I, and, I, and I say this, you know, it's all right saying like what, what, what you're saying, Craig. I'll give him till next season. He has a couple of bad games next season and you're going to be turned like mm. most of the Arsenal fans are going to be. So he's under the pump straight away from next season. He's not going to survive. A little bit like Emery. Like Emery, um, a lot of fans after the cup final, that was it. Had enough. But a few fans thought, well, well, he's done well to get him to the final. We'll keep it going and all that. Like, keep him there. As soon as there was a few bad results the next season, he's got to go, he's got to go. And we was back to where we started from. So, for me, Arsenal and this board have got to do the right thing. They've got to look at it and say to themselves, we took a gamble with Mikel. And, and it is a gamble. A gamble which I, I heard on the radio today. Tottenham shouldn't be taking with a young, inexperienced manager, by the way. This is Tottenham that they're saying it, but Arsenal have. Oh, no, Tottenham can't do, go down the route of, of a gamble like Arsenal. So, like, that is what, that is the facts of it now. So, for me, they've got to, they've got to make a real big decision. I think that it's for, for the club and for him as a manager, Europa League or, or out you go, mate. Because what I'm seeing with the football at this moment in time, it's absolutely shocking. Football, the actual football is boring. It's shocking. It ain't good enough. And um, for me, I think that um, there's there's a big worry for me about Mikel. I don't think that he's good enough. And I say good enough. That's the wrong word. I don't think he's experienced enough to take on the, the Arsenal this Arsenal job. I look at players. Dan's right. Look at Partey. Mm. <sighs> but is that because there's no one? Is that because oh. there's no one? I know this old excuse of "I'll oh, bring someone in and then we'll see the best of him." You know, he, well, I, I I still lie here and say I still lie here in bed and think, why did he come here? But why why is he left Atletico Madrid? They're top well, of the league. They knew something we didn't that he can't pass <laughs> for more than six well, years. I, I don't you know. know I mean, like, um, just about to right. win La Liga. I, I'll I be still, disappointed with him. I, I don't, like, don't, don't, oh, don't get me wrong, there. mate. I'm I'm very disappointed with him. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, will it take someone to come in next to him, as good as him, to to you know to before we see the best of him, or is it a case of? I know I shouldn't I shouldn't be saying this, but is it a case of? Oh, he he's going to have time to adapt to the Premier League. You know, these are not my personal feelings. These are just the excuses that are being thrown around. No, no, listen, again, I, I say that has something to do with it, like, but he's been crap in the Europa League and all that, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and that's a different guy. I just think I've been disappointed. You know, I, I, I look at things and, and, and so, you know, listen, one of my mates said it. I said this to Dan the other day. It's controversial. I went out with one of my mates on, on, on Saturday for a drink. And he's sitting here and, he's, and he said to me, be honest, 
be really honest with me. How many real good games has Smith Rowe had? How many real good games has he had? And I went, oh, he's been doing really well. And he went, has he? Has he to the standards of what we expect at Arsenal or the standards that we expect now? And I, 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 I had a think about it and I said, well, you've been a bit harsh on him. He went, no, I'm not. I'm not being harsh on him. When Reyes come to the club, bash, straight away doing the business. You know, and I thought, well, he had better players around him. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But That's what still, I'm saying. Yeah, he, he said he still should be doing better than what he is. And I, and I thought, well, I think you've been harsh. But he said, do you know why you're saying I'm a, you're being a bit harsh, Lee? He went to me, because your standards have dropped. Your standards of Arsenal Football Club have dropped. Without you knowing it, they've dropped. Because you're saying that Smith Rose this and Smith Rose that. He said, name, name, would he get in the Man City side? Would he get in the Man United side? Would he get into Chelsea side? Will he get into England side? At this moment in time. No. And I went, no. No. So he said, so there you go. Your standards have dropped. And a lot of Arsenal fans probably have with the, um, without even knowing it, like, you know. Well, I mean, look, South London's Vine says that's harsh. Uh, that's harsh. And Reyes was an established Spanish international. At what age? 20, yeah. it's the same age. I'm not having a, listen, I'm not having <laughs> I'm not having a go at um, uh, Smith Rowe here. I'm, I'm, I was sticking up for him. I'm just mm, yeah, no, that's, yeah, just bringing it in. That's all. Just bringing that comment yeah, in. Yeah, you know, I, it's, you know, it's I mean, relevant. Like, I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there that that's what they were saying. You know, um, is it? You know, like the, all right, the young players coming through. Let's bring it out then. Then you know what I mean, Fabregas. Yeah, not same. Not in the same league as someone like Fabregas, and and. Uh, I'm not having a go. This is not having a go. Have our standards dropped? I don't, you know what I mean? I think Smith Rowe's a great, great player. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that he's not, you know what I mean? But like, I, I, I think that come um, Thursday night, we're relying on, on him mm. to, 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 to be the He was, he was, they player. were, he was brilliant against Slavia Prague. I've got to say yeah. that. Him and, and Saka were brilliant. I, I, I back him every time and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I will back him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, what I don't what I don't want to see is I don't want to, I don't want to see another Serge Gnabry incident. You know, I'd I'd rather keep him here and just I'd, I'd rather keep him here and see what he's going to do instead of. Oh no, he's rubbish. Get rid. And now look now. I think Smith Rowe and Saka are, yeah. are the two shining lights at this football club. Yeah. The two, and realistically, I I think if you're gonna if you're gonna go and win the Europa League, this thing that this this just say that it's a moment in time. A Bamiyang's not fit. We are relying on a 19-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 21-year-old. That's our, that's that's what we're looking at. So either we're all criticising Eddie, but my God, he's got to step up to the plate. Otherwise, we're not going to go through in this Champions League. Or you're going to go on Martinelli. And let's be honest about Martinelli. He ain't exactly um, pulled up trees in this central uh, striking role because he's hardly played it. And it was a perfect opportunity to do it on, on Friday and he chose not to, which is a worry. Unless he thinks to himself, well, Aubameyang is um is gonna be uh is gonna be fit. That's but a great point. Here. You know, well, it's all right question. saying these players are fit, you know what I mean? Um and uh, put Aubameyang in there. Like Harry Kane's been wasn't fit yesterday. There's two cup finals he's played in and they've chucked him in there and, and he's not been fit and and um, they've 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 uh, lost from. If a Bamiang is not fit, and I mean not fit, 
I don't want to see a half fit of Bamiang. He's got to be 100%. Hmm. This is a good point here from Ellie. You look at Man City and Foden, who I, I, I love, Phil Foden. I, lo- I love watching him. What a player. What a player. Uh, they have high level of standard, but also the importance of nurturing local youth players. This makes both the young and experienced players stay competitive. Great point. Great point indeed. Thank you very much. I was thinking, um, if, go if for you it, went back to the Invincibles, you know, the teams always go on about, where would Saka, Smithrow, and all that look, what, what, how, what would be their part in those teams? Their part would be to come on as a sub every now and then, get the League Cup games, maybe get the early rounds of the FA Cup games. And it does, your mate was right, Lee. It does show how much our standards have dropped by the fact that years ago, other Premier League teams, Declan Rice, he's a really young, best player in the squad. Our best players are young players because we don't have the quality and depth of squad to do it. And the players that should be the depth of squad and the quality aren't doing it. Yeah. And it's just, it is, it's just a sign. Because these kids, you're saying, what has Smith Rowe really done? Well, what should he have done? He should have come off the bench a few times, scored, got a few assists, played a few, but we played him into the ground. He played him so much that he had to have a rest. And it's a miracle. Saka is still going. But you look at them against Everton, you look at him, you go, Smith Rowe isn't on his game. He looks, he's either run out of ideas or, or he's not happy or something isn't right. And there's just so many of these players have been played and playing too much too often. And eventually... Like Jack Wilshere, you're going to end up breaking. I mean, look at Jack, 29 years old. He, he went He went to Bournemouth in the Championship, went there, he was starting a few games, and then he was playing most of the games and coming off, and then he was coming on as a sub. Now he's not even coming on as a sub. He's a, he's an England international. In the England qualifiers, he was man of the match for, what was it, five out yeah. of eight games. Look at him, broken mm. by Arsenal. Yeah. We've got to be so careful. And we are relying on, you are right, Dan, we are relying on Smith-Rowe and um, and uh, Saka to, to, to guess and and, and let, let, let's be fair and, and let's give the kids credit. They've got us out of the hole on a few occasions. You know, uh, was it not Olympiacos? Benfica. Saka was brilliant in that game to, to to turn it around for us with the with the cross in the final minute for uh, a Bamiang. Was it a Bamiang? I can't remember. who got it, but yeah, I think it was a Bamiang. But um, so, but I agree with you. They, they, you know. But our standards are, and listen, we all want them to do well, these two. But these two are being put, a lot of pressure being put on these two. And Martinelli, by the way, everybody, like, every time, you know, I mean, Martinelli, 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 you know. And even now, as Danny said earlier on, Balligan. That, that was you, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Balligan's going to get it now as well. You know, he, he's well, What does that get... mean for Eddie? What does well, this mean listen, for Eddie? I mean, that's one listen, of the topics listen, I had written down here. What does let's, that... let's be honest about Eddie. When you when Danny just said about the the the, uh, the Invincibles, yeah. What was the what was the for, what was the forward line in the Invincibles? Right, it was Thierry Henry, Robert Perez, Freddie Lundberg. Yeah, right. What did they have backing that up? Yeah, Dennis Burkham. Yeah, Dennis Burkham, and then behind him, Vieira, Reyes. Yeah, yeah. The list goes on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so where would Eddie be in that? You, where would he be in that? He would be nowhere near it. Nowhere near. He'd be out on loan at Barnsley. You know, (laughs) that's the thing. You know, and I'm not having a go at these players when we're saying it like, but the the stand the standards now have got to to be there. I look at Manchester City, right? For all their greatness and all that, like you know what I mean. They haven't got a forward. They didn't even. They played a cup final yesterday without a forward. Mm. Aguero's gone, uh, probably like gone over the top at thirty-two, 
and 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 the other fella Jesus isn't good enough. He's another. He, he's a, he's an Eddie of Manchester City. You know what I mean? Not good enough for Manchester City, right? But what will happen with him? You know what I mean? They'll go out and and probably like they've got a, they've got a big centre forward there. I, I I can't remember his name, but they will go out and buy a big centre forward. Uh, like whoever it'll be, they'll go and buy one this summer. Like you know what I mean? While we we and I love the fact that we're going to nurture. Uh, Balligan, but what what really should what should have happened to Balligan in January? I tell you what, it should have happened. They should have got the deal signed in January. In January, got him out on loan to a Championship club or a Premier League club, so that he comes in next season and he's ready. You know what I mean to be involved. I, I think now we've got to, you know, or he plays every single Premier League game now to the end of the season, every single Premier League game getting ready for next season, like, you know what I mean? But I don't see that happening. Yeah. I don't see it happening either. I don't see it happening either. Um, Dan, the, the goal that Everton scored, oh, my God. I mean, like, you know, I've, I've stuck... Why don't you talk about it? You're, you're his I'm biggest going fan. to. I'm just going to, if you uh, if you let me. Can I carry on? You just ask Dan. Well, yeah, but I was just about. I'm, I'm going yeah, to ask Dan. Dan a question, but I, you didn't let me ask the question. <laughs> what, what was you going to say, Dan? What do you think about uh, Leno? But I'll go first. Is that what you're going to say? No, what I was going to what I was going to say is Dan. <laughs> Burnt Leno has come in for some criticism, and as a goalkeeper, I can see why he's coming in for some criticism. Oh, well, got out of. Okay, <laughs> now shut up and wait, 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 talk when you hear your name. Okay, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay, sir. Dan, Burnt Leno, awful mistake. Come off again. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a goalkeeper, yeah, awful mistake. You know, schoolboy stuff, you don't... Legs legs open, no. Nah. You know, legs open is for other places, not on a football pitch. Um, awful right. goalkeeping, awful goalkeeping. Now, rumours circulating around that he's fallen out with a goalkeeping coach or there was a goalkeeping coach that left and he's got the ump about it. Um, and that he doesn't, he, he's he doesn't. Um, he's already told people that he's not going to extend his contract, and that he wants out. This old argument. I don't want to bring this this argument in about Martinez because it's ridiculous. Um, you know, we sold the wrong goalkeeper. No, go and have a look at the mistakes that bloody Martinez has made. He's made more. So, what do we do with him, mate? Do, you know, this is another player that we've got stuck here who don't care by the looks of it. Now, I'm only judging on his body language and what I've read, and he might care. I don't know. I'm only talking about what I've seen. Here we have another player that might just be hanging around um, because, you know, oh, well, I might as well just stay here anyway. That You know, that kind of that kind of culture. There's no doubt he's a good goalkeeper. He's a bloody good goalkeeper. And it, he's made a mistake. Look, this can happen to any goalkeeper. It's a bad mistake. We've seen it happen time and time and time again. Goalkeepers letting the ball through their legs. I think it was just the timing of it and the situation we find ourselves in has made it a hundred times worse. What are we going to do with him, mate? Do, do, do we sell him if a good offer comes in? I see we're linked to... Um, we're, today we're linked to that athletic Balbao keeper. Uh, he's been linked to a few clubs. Um, you know, we brought that Runnison in. Absolute nightmare. Leaves us with Matt Ryan. Uh, what would you be doing if you were manager? You play Matt Ryan because he deserves to be dropped after that. Um, 
I like Leno. I've not got much against him. A lot of people think he's clueless and he's no good and that he's a shambles. I've seen much worse goalkeepers at this club than Bernd Leno, trust me. Um, I don't think he's as bad as people are saying. I've seen him have more good games than bad games. However, he has made mistakes this season. He has made a real bad mistake against Everton that I believe he deserves to be dropped for. I think Matt Ryan has come in for two games and he's been okay. And I don't feel it's fair to not give Matt Ryan a go when the goalkeeper makes an error like that. And what it does is it tells Leno, look, if you're going to keep doing this, you ain't going to get in this team, son. So you're going to have to stop with those mistakes because they are only him um, to blame. And that was him to blame. I don't know what Granite Shack is doing, by the way. I know that I don't like him, but what the hell is he trying to do there? He was awful. Why play a statue at left back? But again, that's on the manager. So I, look, I, look, I, I played devil's advocate there a little bit, mate. He's done well at left back. That was that was probably you know that was his worst piece of defending that he's done while he's been there playing in that left back position. It was awful. You're dead right playing statues, but, but he got done. He, he got done. Massively and, done. Massively you know, done. But again, Leno had to you know did his best to to mess it up, and and that was why we were there. But I'll ask you a question, then all of you. I have seen every single goalkeeper this season in the Premier League, make at least three howlers this season. I don't think we can sit there and say that there's any goalkeeper. I mean, I look at Alisson this year. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. He's made more than Leno. Edison, he's been kicking yeah. the ball out for years to the wrong players. De Gea has got a mistake. Yeah. He's now out yeah. of the team. Even Casper Schmeichel, who I like, has made a couple this season. There's only a goal. The goalkeepers I can think this season that deserve a mention are Emmy Martinez and Nick Pope, and they've still made mistakes. So yeah. I don't think there's a goalkeeper in the Premier League that does not make errors. But when they happen, it's how you manage them. And I think now it's time to say to Leno, look, I'm dumping you out. You cannot come in the goal and do what you've done there. That was schoolboy, as far as I'm concerned. And I know that there's the Martinez situation. We got rid of the wrong goalkeeper. We'll have a go at the manager then, because Leno, not Martinez. Yeah. My yeah. answer to that is so, my answer to that is if you if we had have sold Leno, the fan base would be going, What are you selling him for? Mm. What, 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 are you, what are you selling Leno for? Mm. And then Martinez comes in and he makes two mistakes and everyone goes, Oh, we sold wrong the wrong goalkeeper. goalkeeper. We sold, sold the, the wrong goalkeeper. goalkeeper. So wrong true, goalkeeper. mate. So true. Do you know so my- I think my my frustration wasn't the fact we sold the wrong keeper. My my frustration was we, was we sold a keeper. <laughs> Why yeah. did we sell one? That was my frustration. You know, that's again what Lee says. Well, to be fair to Martin, to be fair to Martinez, I would imagine he wanted first team football and and and, and and right and rightly so. You know, he, he single handedly one of the one of, one of our best players, if not the best player in that FA Cup run. So again, what I think you do as a manager is you say you want number one. Well, you are my number one. You've just proven it. You've won the FA Cup. I'll get rid of that. Tell Leno that he's got to fight for his place. That's what I would have done because that's what we did with Meninga and Seymour. That is Seymour. what's good at that, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's good management. Yeah. That's that is good what management. managers do. And, and unfortunately, he's gone, oh, go on then. You can go to Villa. We'll keep Leno. And let's be honest, let's have it right. If Leno wouldn't have got injured, he would have been our number one and Martinez would still be our number two in the reserves. That is fact. Yeah. yeah? yeah if yeah. he wouldn't have got injured against Brighton, we wouldn't know how good Martinez was. Yeah. yeah? But you also, there's a thing in football, there is a thing in football, you wait for your opportunity. And my God, that bloke waited for his opportunity. And when <laughs> you get, wait for your opportunity. And when you get the opportunity, you take it. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Martinez took it like, yeah? He took his opportunity, he took his chance. What was his reward was, well, we're going to sell you because... 
you're an easier sell option. You ain't going to be number one. Yeah. That's yeah. very true too, Lee. That is very true. That is very true. But in, in saying, I'm going to stick up for Leno. He made an awful mistake on Friday, but he did make a very, very good save in the first half. He certainly did. So He certainly um, did. I mean, he's look, he's he, he's probably saved us more times than he's cost us. I agree. I agree. But, but, but unfortunately... Being a he's made lots of he's made a he's made three or four mistakes in the last few games, right? Now, how I look at it is that Holding made a couple of mistakes, Bosch gone, Gabriel made a couple of mistakes, dropped. You know, they've been able to come back and all that, like you know. Now, what do you do with Leno? And I think it's a massive, massive risk to say, right, I'm going to bring Ryan in. But in saying that, when he has brought Ryan in for the couple of games that he's played, he's done okay and looks very, very assured. So I don't think it's like a um, a, a controversial decision because it's not like dropping him and putting in the other fella. You know, yeah, like yeah. Matt, Matt Ryan is a very, very capable goalkeeper. And I think, you know, you could actually say to Matt Ryan, you know, look, sign a contract here. There's an opportunity to challenge and be the number one. Hmm. Being a goalkeeper is the worst position on the pitch. And I can tell you that from experience. It is. It's the worst position on the pitch. If, if you make a mistake and, and you lose the game, it's, it's your fault. It's, it doesn't, matter what, it doesn't yeah. matter what happened. It's your fault. Do you know? And, and to be a professional goalkeeper, I mean, for that to happen to Leno in front of 60,000 people, oh my God. I, I, I would genuinely feel sorry for him um, if that happens in, in front of in, in front of a, a packed Emirates. But Karen brings in a, a, a brilliant point here. Do we think that reason? Do we think the reason Leno makes mistakes is because, is because the back four keeps changing? And I can tell you from experience that I think there might be a little bit of truth to that because I can. I mean, I, I played football at quite a good standard, but. I always knew my centre halves and my wing, you know, and my, and my defenders, and they good knew point. me. And we had a relationship, you know, we had a good relationship. I can't see any relationship between the goalkeeper um, and his defenders at the moment. Anyone? Well, they need to on, work as a team, don't they? Because. Leno's stop shots shot stopping is one of the best in the league. It's what he does after that that's where the problem lies. And so mm. I'd say if I was looking if, if, if again Michele, the coaching staff if you're if you're watching what you need to do is go Leno when Leno gets the ball lads sometimes he's going to punch it out. When he does that clear it up. Be ready for the ball to land somewhere in there and you Hoof it out. Don't do what Wenger used to do and say to him, right, we want you to uh, walk it out and then give the ball away. Stop playing out from the back all the time. None of the goalkeepers like it. Unless you've learned to do that as a goalkeeper your entire career, they're not going to like playing out from the back. The playing out from the back is the bit that made Petr Cech retire. And he's one of the best goalkeepers ever. And he, had to, uh, and he couldn't cope with playing out from the back. Leno doesn't like playing out from the back. And Great keep point. an eye out and say, look, if they're just saying, Craig, while you're away, that as a goalkeeper, they need to help him and go, look, he's a great shot stopper, but sometimes he, stop, he doesn't catch it. He's not a great catcher. So as the defence, they need to go, we'll sweep it up, get ready, hoof it out, clear it, put it out for a corner, but don't let some come running in and pick it up and score with it. Because that's what's happening far too often. And like David Seaman used to say, you could play brilliantly the entire game. You make one mistake and that's yeah, what yeah. they remember you for. That's all it takes, game. yeah. Yeah, you could save two penalties. Like Leonard could have saved two penalties at nil-nil. And you know we're all going. Oh God, he's going. He's, he's won us a point. And then in the last minute, let it through his legs, and 
you know, he's back to being he's back mm. to being the worst goalkeeper. I think selling him would be harsh. I think we should keep hold of him. I still think he's good. I still think he's a good goalkeeper. And and, and Cameron brings up a great point, and I'll stick by that point. I think a lot to do with it is the chopping and changing of the defence. People might say, ah, come on, Craig. You know, you've only got one job to do as a goalkeeper. Yes, you have. But, you know, it's got to get past 10 other players before it gets past you. So... I mean, the fact the left-back wasn't there and he ran round the left-back, ran down the touchline and had a shot. You've got to look at the left-back and go, what are you doing? And the left-back will go, I'm I'm a defensive midfielder, holding midfielder. I'm not a left-back. It's not my job. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, the, the other thing about being a good goalkeeper is like, you know, listen, if you're a professional goalkeeper, you can, you're going to be a good shot stopper. You know I mean, or good, you've got to be a good goalkeeper. But what made David Seaman stand out from the rest was not his shot stopping because he was one of the best. It was his decision making. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't have a lot to do. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these goalkeepers, like, you know, would be busy for most of the game and then, like, um, all of a sudden, you go to a club like Arsenal, or Man United, or whatever, and you, you're having three things to do in a game. It's, it's that time when you've not got the ball, and you've got to be concentrating. And I don't, I, I don't know what that's like to try and how, how you concentrate and keep yourself in the game mentally. But that is what part of being a top top goalkeeper is. And I'm afraid that Leno hasn't got that. He can make great saves and all that, like. But then he just has a lapse of concentration, or he has a, um, a a silly moment when he comes running out, like he did in the European game. I think it was against the Olympiacos or That's people. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, still staying on his line. There's lapses of concentration in his game. This question coming in. This was something I was else I was going to bring up as well. You know, drawing one all with Fulham, losing one nil to Everton. I'm a great believer in you know things change in the game. We you know we get the pen we we get the penalty against Everton. If we score it, it changes the game. That goal is allowed against Fulham. It changes the game. We probably go yeah, on to yeah, win thought, it. Yeah. yeah, do you know we probably go on to win it. You know we can all sit here and say how badly we performed, but we have been done. Oh, there's, done. there's 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 no there's no you know there's no getting out of it. We have been done um, by VAR for the last couple of games now. If you ask me, the penalty probably would have not been given anyway, even if Pepe was onside, because I thought it weren't. It was a bit, bit of a dive. Was hardly it? touched him. Oh yeah, hardly touched. What him. about the one at Fulham the week before? What? What yeah, one's that now? When he touched his toe. Yeah, but there was a yeah, it was a bit more contact. Well, it was a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was. That's one penalty shows that, Craig. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you know, we, we, we've stitched up from penalty. Look, listen, both are not penalties, if I'll be honest. Both are not penalties. But I watched it, I've watched that back 15 times. And can someone tell me why it's not on, why it's not on side? Because I haven't got a clue. No, I've no, exactly. Yeah, 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 if, yeah. if anything, yeah. his arm is offside. That's been given as uh, onside. I, I, the only reason that wasn't um, given onside is because it's blatant, blatant corruption. End of on that one there. It was the first one. It's the, exactly the same as the Fulham one. Um, but, you know, and the goal, and, you know, the play goes ahead and, and, and they score a goal. They get a penalty from it and they score a goal. It was exactly the same. Dan, um, Dan Potts, VAR needs a massive overhaul, doesn't it? Or does it just, people say to me, it's not VAR. It's the people running it. Um, mm. The FA have got to, Surely the FA can see the complaints. Surely the FA can see the outcry. 
you know, it's getting replayed on on Match of the Day. Sky Sports is getting talked about all over the place about what a shambles VAR is in the Premier League. It's a shambles, and I'll stand by it. It's not VAR. And I keep saying it stands for very awful referee, and I keep seeing very awful referee in every week. I saw someone get sent off um, at the weekend for kicking the ball away. <laughs> um, well, do you so- remember last week? Do you remember last week when I got absolute stick for saying that the fellow shouldn't have been sent off against Man City? Ah, yes, yes. Remember? Yes, Tuesday night. yes, I do remember that. Yes, Because I said that he kicked the ball, and the momentum of him kicking the ball took him into the player. We've seen yeah, the exact same thing again. That was clearly that was momentum, and he's been sent off laughable. as well. It was laughable. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I heard about it, and I was I was busy, so I was I was not seeing the game. Watched your match of the day, and, and I thought, is that what it was? <laughs> it was absolutely shambolic. Yeah. Um, the Pepe one—that's not offside, is it? Come on, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So these rules need looking at handball and offside, and the the poor officiating in this league is shambolic. No other word for it. Shambolic. And how you can look at something three times and still get it wrong is beyond me. I am so... And it's why this going to the the screen might as well just stop because he's going there with people in their ears saying he might have messed up this. Just take a look at this one. Don't have anyone talking to him. Just go and have a look at it. He doesn't need any headsets on. Just say, right, I'd like to go and look at VAR for that. I've given a penalty. I just want to check that it is. All right, then, cool. No one in his ears saying, I think you might look at that. Look at that toe. That toe is offside. I think you might see None of that crap. Just go and have a look at the screen and say, right, this is my decision. I'm going to make another one right now and look at that. Yeah, it's a penalty. I've got it right. Brilliant. None of this absolute nonsense we're seeing now and all these bloody squiggly lines going up like this. They're not even drawn in straight lines. Oh, it's a shambles. It really is awful. It's got to look at it again. You've got to look at it for next season. Because it's ruining the game, Craig. We can't celebrate goals anymore. You can't. Exactly. I mean, imagine being in the ground... You know, that that thing of, I mean, like, that thing of scoring a last-minute winner. Like, oh, man, you, like, you can't be passionate about that last-minute winner now because you're all going to be going, oh, shit. Like, oh, no. Was it offside? Did someone handball it? Was, was someone fouled three phases back before the ball got to the back of the net? Hate it. It's, 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 it's so, so, I mean, we saw it yesterday in the Liverpool game. Callum Wilson. Newcastle have been robbed of three points. What's wrong with that? How is that handball? (laughs) How is that a deliberate handball? I know the rules are changing next season. Next season, that's given. Which what frustrates me even more about it. If you're going to change the rule next season, change it now. Bring it in now. Why wait till next season? And they've got to do something. Danny, the GFP, I'll come to you. They've got to do something about this offside rule. This thing of a toe, a, a stud, a shoelace, a, a fucking nostril hair, like it's got to be clear daylight, surely, from now it on. Next, it's got to be daylight. It does have to be. It's a complete and utter mess. It's a, it's a little bit like I won't let my mum or my daughter run my bath. Like I wouldn't let those people run VAR. The bath's always too cold, not enough bubbles, and I displace a lot of water when I get in that bath. So there's a certain <laughs> level I've got to have the water at. And they ah. fuck it up every time. So I don't let them run the bath for me anymore. The other day, my mum put shampoo in there rather than bubble bath and he strangled the woman. So no more. <laughs> a lot of people with VAR. You're not running VAR anymore. It's, it's, it's a very British thing. We all know traffic wardens, scumbags, unless there's any watching and we love you, but <laughs> traffic wardens are scumbags. They're little Hitlers. That's what they think they are. They think they're, oh, look, I've got, I've got a teeny little bit of power. No, I won't be questioned. I won't be questioned. 
I'm making the decisions. Fuck off. No, you're not making decisions. You're not able to make decisions. I park where the fuck I want. I used to shout at them. Oi, don't put a fucking parking ticket on my car. Park where I fucking want. I'd obviously get one, but I, they had the last laugh. But these people, it is a very British thing. It's the, the schoolmaster, the traffic warden, the, 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 the security in a shop. They think they're God's gift to you. I'm not, no one questions me. And they're not allowed to question VAR. And the whole thing is an absolute mess. So you either, you've got to go like you're saying, Craig, you either got to change it. It's got to be a constant evolution of the, of the rules until we get it right. Every week go, right, we got this wrong. We got that wrong. We're changing this. Or you get rid of it until it works. We know that it, when you look at all the, the, the errors missed by VAR and missed by referees, VAR is far more accurate. I think it's like 98% accurate, but it's the more ones that are reading it. I don't want VAR anyway. I, when mm. we score, I go, there's no point celebrating. Yeah, you just don't no, know. There's no point. They, they yeah, use you... DNA testing and find out that we were offside in five months ago and it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you can't do that. Get rid of VAR. The whole, the whole love of football is the instant reaction to every single exactly. thing. Exactly. And errors. Errors are a, an intrinsical part of football that you go, oh, fuck it. That shouldn't have. Never mind. But it, it, it balanced itself out in the season, whether it did or not. But VAR is killing our game. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely, Lee. We'll come to you, mate. I mean, we'll give you the last. We'll give you the last word. Um, VAR was supposed to make the game less controversial, um, and and why it's while it's been in, it's been the most controversial thing that yeah. gets talked about every week. Yeah, and that's why it's got to go. That's why it's got to go. Or it's got to be re, re. The trouble is, it's still a lot of opinions. I, I watched the one yesterday. Uh, for is it West Ham? When, well, yeah. Whenever it was Saturday for the West Ham one, you know what I mean. It's never a sending off, you know what I mean. It's ridiculous, you know what I mean. Um, we all know it's not a sending off, but they, they still send him. What makes that even worse? And this is not about VAR. Yeah, um, the referee goes over and has a look at it, and then still does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if it was me refereeing that game, I'd say what? I'd go over and go, "What are you sending me over here for, you prat? Yeah, I mean, get off." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, wasting my time. The offside's a joke. It's a joke. And that, look, we've had ones go for us and whatever. Like, I don't see no difference between the Everton one and the Arsenal one on on uh, Friday. So let them both go. I don't see what you know. What was the difference? What was the advantage from that from the Arsenal one to the Fulham one? Nothing. So uh, sorry, not the Everton goal. Nothing. It was nothing. Like you know what I mean? And it's like I don't know. It's someone like uh, there. Like it was a bit of a controversial penalty. Oh, cry. oh, try and make this offside so we don't have to give this penalty. Try not to do it. It's just pathetic. It's pathetic. I don't like it. And every time now, and, and I tell you what, it, it is pathetic. Every time Arsenal score, I go, oh, I hope they don't count VR. When yeah, you have a team scores, yeah, I'm going, yeah. oh, I hope it goes to VAR. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's just stupid. Get rid of it. The greatest thing about VAR is that um, it. Um, it tells you if the ball is over the line or not, and that's it. And what makes it stupid, right, and this is what makes it stupid, if there's an offside, right, they let the play go on, it goes for a corner, you can clearly see that he's offside. Oh, that's all right. We'll have the corner. So when the corner comes in, someone's going to score from that sooner or later. And then what are they going to do then? Because that corner shouldn't be given because oh, VARs, we can't get involved in that. So what the hell are you there for then? Yeah. Get yeah, out. Get out of our club. <laughs> Get out of our club. I like it. 
Um, quick, uh, quick score prediction for Thursday night, Dan. Um, Villarreal away from home in the first leg. Going to be a tough game, mate. It's going to be a tough game. I'm going to go 1-0 to the Arsenal and be optimistic. I like just that. We I have like to, it. Just because we have I like to win. Danny, quick score prediction. I love the fact we have the the home leg second. We know what we've got to do. Um, if he has any sense, he'll go there and go for the draw. Make sure it's uh, maybe a 1-1, get the away goal. But I don't rate Villarreal at all. Uh, we no, have I, more than enough to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've read a few reports on them this afternoon and people were saying that they were pretty poor at the weekend. Um, so... It's all about wingers with them. Yeah. <laughs> just a reminder. Just a, yeah, just yeah. Judges uh, up against up against Emery. Um good evening. 2-0. 2-0 to the Arsenal. As I'm going 2-0. 1-0, 2-0. I'm going 2-0 to the Arsenal as well. Uh, we need to win this game, by the yeah. way, over there. Because our home form is abysmal. It's right? abysmal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if we're anything, if we've not won this game, then I fear, fear for us. We're, this is the time to make the advantage. The away go rule, they've got to be a little bit cautious because if we do, if they do concede, they won't be as so cautious at the Emirates. It is imperative we get an away goal and it's imperative we win this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, my thanks to every single one of you that stayed with us um, and listened to us jabber on um, about the Arsenal. Thank you to everyone that's made a donation during uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, if you'd like what we've done tonight and you want to support us, there's a link pinned in the chat. Now Click we're going to eat now and name Big Macs up for, for grabs. Oh, there'll be Big Macs for grabs. Don't worry about that. Oh, if, if you want, I can send you a, a, an Excel spreadsheet of how many Big Macs um, you can get. There's a link in the pinned, uh, a link in the pinned uh, comment and there's a link down below as well if you want to, make us, uh, uh, if you want to uh, give us a, an old pound. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, my thanks to Dan. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Two things before I go. Uh, always good to come on with Danny. He does make me laugh. It is a good laugh <laughs> when he comes on a podcast. Uh, and secondly, uh, uh, do we reckon that Tottenham are going to get more views now that they've lost? Does Ray Parler reckon they'll get more views now they've lost the game? <laughs> quite good, it? Hopefully they'll get more views now that they've lost. So we can all watch Tottenham having a meltdown. Craig, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, bringing Dan on is always good, but I do get a bit jealous because like the whole chat room's like, hello, Dan. Wave, Dan. Daniel Legends, Daniel away. this, Daniel that. Like, what, what's going Hey-ya. on here? It's like we've got the Queen Mother on here or something. <laughs> Dan, always a pleasure to have you on here, mate. Thanks for stepping in. Um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. And uh, will I be seeing you Thursday? Absolutely, mate. Four oh, men in the mic. Absolutely. Yes. We'll be it. talking a bit more about Villarreal in that one, I would imagine. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be talking more about that. Judges, thank you very much, sir. Always a pleasure. Really enjoyed that. Always good to have Danny on. You know what I mean? It was a good laugh and uh, I, I enjoy his company. So Always bringing up, the humour. Always bringing the humour. Yeah, bring up. And we look like a couple of cream eggs down the bottom of the screen. That's always great. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if Cadbury's are watching, you can sponsor the show. Grander show. Once again, thanks for everyone for sticking around and watching. Um, just to remind you that we do now stream on Twitch. So if you'd like to use Twitch... Uh, as your streaming service uh, you can go over there and um subscribe to us or i think i oh, oh, i don't know about twitch is it subscribe or like or follow uh, follow right. follow okay follow, follow, go follow. over to twitch and follow us um i'll put the link up on twitter after the podcast you get over there and watch us on there as well i've just i've just followed you thank you very much indeed sir thank you very much indeed 
Me and Dan will be back tomorrow with a total... No, I've said it wrong again. Same I keep old screamers. Doing that. Same old screamers. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with uh, Simo and uh, Jake talking about the Premier League uh, over the weekend. No doubt we'll uh, be going um, going on about VAR again and all the stupid decisions, but always a good chat uh, with them two. Uh, Wednesday, night off. Thursday, four men and a mic. And then Friday, Dan, team talk. I'll be there, seven o'clock. Good team talk team with talk. Dan. Loads of content for you. Loads of content. Hope you're all enjoying it. Until we see you again, take care of yourselves and each other. And up the Arsenal. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.